la casa de la bomba. Today with Asuari, this booking initiative from here for Malmo. Hello, how are you? Can you introduce yourselves? Yes, <laughs> uh, I'm here. Um, well, I may not be the initiative taker or the um, initiator per se. I'll be handing her the word in a short bit, but I'm more the uh, in de facto informal negotiator, salesperson, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> okay, and um, what about you, Liz? <laughs> Uh, hi, I'm Liz. I'm, well, according to Mithun, I'm the initiative taker here uh, and uh, one of the founding members of Oshery, I guess. The brains behind the operation. Bodies, <laughs> I guess. I, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with that, I guess. Mm. Okay, you started planning concerts at least from the beginning of this year, I've seen. That your first gig was uh, sometime in January. Is it is it so? Am I correct? <laughs> the mm -hmm. first one was in February, beginning of February. Beginning of February. Mm -hmm. Also, yeah. Um, before that, um, well, we were active uh, behind the scenes. We were looking uh, actually into having our own venue for a bit, um, if that is a possibility. Uh, and then we decided, well, it's actually quite difficult as of now. Uh, so we started just booking shows because the main idea behind this is that we want the local music scene to flourish. We want concerts to happen. We also want bands that we like, obviously, to play in Malmö. Uh, and whatever way we can support that, uh, the idea was to just do that. So, yeah. So, since when have we been active? Like, uh, 2022? Yeah. Middle of... It's already 2022 when... Um, yeah. Since Liz has worked with booking of bands through FAM, Friendship and Music, uh -huh. mm. she's booked uh, quite a number of gigs there and organized them and all that, and even did that for the music pub at the Student Union of Malma. Student Court in Malma. So when we were talking, we the idea was I mean there has been a there have been discussions for a while amongst various different cliques about there not being a punk metal pub in the city. We had Heimbar mm -hmm. years ago, um, which was fantastic. They had gigs there. Um, I never was there. Huh? I never was it there. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it was also due to um, David Javus, you know. Um, experience and his contacts. He was the one who was booking bands okay. and being the DJ. And you could say that he was the reason, one of the main reasons we had a scene over there as well. Actually, uh -huh, okay, I see. And Fang Bar after a while, neighbors complain, which we can. <laughs> they stopped having gigs, and eventually that organization or that pub stopped having any activity. They stopped. They ceased to exist. Um, prior to that, we've had Dead End, where once a month, either some restaurant would be booked where they would play music, but never live gigs. I mean, Dead End was located where, um, right next to um, Gero's Pita in, Mal in 
Milan for a bit oh, yeah. at an Indian restaurant, even at L'Angelo's. This is ancient history. And long, even before that, there was a place called Bistro, apparently. Okay. Yeah, which was, which ceased to exist. Um, so there has really, since Nobis Close, the closest we have is, of course, the fantastic Nobis. Um, yeah, after Hang by the closest we have is Nobis. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mark Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the closest we have to, like, you know, with a rock atmosphere. Okay, you know? I see. Yeah. What would you say nowadays about the possible venues that exist in, in Malmö? Are you satisfied? Start thinking about creating your own place? Mm. <laughs> What's your impression right now? I mean, we have a couple of venues. We have some big venues that are going well. I mean, there's Plan B for bigger shows. Uh, well, I should probably not mention Kobe now because uh, they're going to move, so we will see what's going to happen there. Um, but when it comes to like organizing DIY gigs right now, I don't know. It's it's not the best situation, I would say. I mean, Peddler's Kitchen closed down not too long ago, and that was probably one of the best venues. It was super nice. Well, yeah. Fantastic stuff. Fabio. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tom, they were so easy to work yeah. with, mm. very understanding, really good food as well. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. It seems like to book a DIY concerts right now is uh, not super easy. It's possible, but no. not super, super easy. I mean, I'm just so glad that we still have NGBG, um, though I guess everyone knows it's an outdoor venue mostly, so... Uh, it's not that easy organizing gigs in winter there, uh, unless uh, people <laughs> want to go there in a snowstorm, I guess. Um, not sure if we can convince the bands, though. But... I think if we ask, you know, Immortal from Norway, you know, do you want to play during a blizzard? They might actually agree to that. They would love it. <laughs> yeah, but listen, you just mentioned NGBG, and uh, I know that you are going to celebrate Ossuary uh, Fest very soon and actually this was uh, the main trigger for me to finally interview mm. you so can we talk a little bit about this first because i know that you've been planning this for a while it's going to be quite special so please give us some details about this gig uh, yeah i guess um we were thinking of that for a long while and initially we actually were thinking of having that already earlier this summer but it was really difficult to find a good date um that of course, a NGBG has to be available because they also have their, their other events. It's not only us who's working with them, it's several actors out in Malmö. Um, and then also a date that doesn't clash with any other concerts uh, or bigger festivals in the area. So, uh, yeah, we somehow ended up uh, on the 9th of September after some discussion also to give us some time to actually plan this. Um, as I said, I mean, as Oshery, we just started a booking show, so it was also good to push it back a little and see how it's going for us, uh, in a way, like, get some smaller shows up so people actually, uh, like, recognize that we exist, uh, so that we actually can get people's attention <laughs> yeah because the last thing i want for a band is to play in front of like an empty venue uh so 
that's kind of also one of the reasons. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, I, I guess mean, this is already talking. You already <laughs> spoke about having a mini metal festival here in Malmo already last year, during our when we were first um, inducted, you could say. Um, it was like we should have one because you know you have like punk hardcore gigs quite often. Nothing wrong with that. We love those, but metal is a bit more on the fringe, you could say. I would like, you know, to see more metal gigs. I mean, we have done punk shows as well. And we were, Liz was like, why don't we do something? I'm like, yeah, it's possible. And we booked a meeting of um, NGBG. They've all been great. Hey, Ian, Jose, Ulrika, Damali. I can mention more people, but yeah. But so we've had m multiple discussions and we've had to move dates because of, you know, other events colliding. Mm -hmm. Also... It, it was also good because Angst got in touch with us. I wonder maybe Liz can explain more, but the Angst gig was basically also a very good platform for us to test how it would work out in mm. a venue like that. And it went super great. Yeah. Mm. You're a member of the audience. Yeah, so. yeah. I was, I was. <laughs> but, yeah, it was spent, uh, of course, you know, start with a more metal-oriented show to begin with. Um, and yeah, getting the bands, we were thinking, we have, you know, Bands that were, you know, played, who don't play as often, bands that were, you know, a good mixture. And of course, we want to focus on the local scene as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, maybe, Liz, you can fill in the details. How the Angst gig came to be and how it was sort of like a platform mm -hmm. for this. I mean, to be quite honest, when we first booked that show, the first place we are obviously... Uh, asked was peddlers but of they course. were booked that day so uh, uh we went back to ngbg because we already had a booking uh -huh. for Oshuri first but we asked them if we could also do another show prior to this okay mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. and uh i was so nervous when i asked the band uh like when i asked angst hey uh, but it's gonna be outside is that okay for you guys i mean it was end of may mm. so it was like not yet super warm <laughs> uh, but it turned out really great mm. and I I mean then that was also the situation because uh, NGBG it's a BYOB venue like they don't have a license so people have to bring their own stuff and we were really scared that people might be like nah I don't want to go there because of that but then people showed up and I was just so glad and that was basically also where when I said yeah we definitely do the Oshery Fest because um, that like we have seen it can work people actually want to go there mm -hmm. um, people come to gigs there so we can try and then we started asking around asking some bands and then it was also okay um, how do we balance it out like what genres because we didn't want to have like five black metal bands or <laughs> five death metal bands so it was also a bit like okay we wait for this band to reply then we could, can ask for the next like trying to have a good mix and i think we have a really nice mix now mm -hmm. we have like thrash metal black metal death doom um crust punk mm -hmm. sludge horror. extreme sludge yeah so okay. black yeah i'm so glad now mm. i'm so happy with this lineup mm. You are the first bookers that I interview, and I think it's pretty interesting f 
for somebody that has never booked DIY shows but goes to shows, I think there's a lot of invisible tasks, invisible works that one has to do when organizing even a little gig. Mm-hmm. Um, could you guide us uh, through the nitty gritty of how is it to actually book a show to to make a, a gig uh, a reality? Well, the two primary matters always location and location, yeah, with regards to the venue and availability of artists. Usually an artist would mention they want to do a show, then you have to go check up and see if there's an available venue. That's usually on the surface level, the most easiest thing. Then, then come the logistics. Backline, for example. How do you want to do this? Negotiation with the artist. We do whatever we can to provide the artist with, you know, good sound, food, drinks, travel expenses to begin with. And of course, depending on how it goes for the event, we also pay the artists. Mm-hmm. Um, that aspect, of course, it's during the negotiation phase. Like, and we've always been very honest, like, tell them straight up, if they say, we want 20,000 euros for this show. <laughs> we'll tell them straight up, I'm sorry, like, we cannot do that. This is how it works. Like, we give them a realistic picture. And then, um, of course, there's always the setting up. You need, for the Angst show, for example, there was a lot of stuff that was carried. Um... Uh, we had an amazing sound technician, Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan. <laughs> if he's hearing this. Who was absolutely brilliant to work with. There was We had to carry... We went to so many locations. We went to Återbruket to get part of the PA. We went to his um, warehouse to get some cables. We went to his place to get the mixer table. We went from here to there, gathering stuff, putting it here, transporting it, buying... Um, ingredients and everything. So that is, you know, setting up a base to make sure there's actually a decent sound. Of course, uh, it varies from band to band. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if we were to say, uh, if we take a band, you know, straight up death metal, like the um, Awesome Bastard Grave, sound like that, uh, from a mixing perspective, is actually a little bit simpler than mm-hmm. maybe a band with, you know, industrial elements like angst. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, so um, even if it's a DIY show with mm-hmm. a very simple sound, you still need to make an effort. Yeah, yeah and there comes this first super invisible test that anybody thinks mm-hmm. about it. Like go to different parts of the town and get some yeah. gear from here, get yeah. some mics from here, some cables. Exactly, miking up this and that. You know, getting the cables to put together, making sure the sound is right, communicating with right. the artists. Sometimes you know, sound check, line check explaining these aspects and that is again just one portion then there's always a situation where you know uh catering again i'm using a fancy word here but (laughs) like in the case of when we had shows at peddlers it was you know they had a kitchen Mm -hmm. when we did the angst busted graven blind machine gig i was doing the cooking okay yeah because um there were no food stalls available that particular day so I went to the kitchen and started making some... Uh, what did you make, Mithen? I made some vegan lentil soup or vegan mm, dal. Amazing. They see, people seem to like it. So non-spicy because I didn't know about their spice levels. <laughs> so um, food has to be prepared. And of course, people manning the booth, the entrance and all that. Uh, we usually split up our tasks. So for example, we used the um, Angs Busted Grave and Blind Machine gig. Um, Jonathan was a sound person. 
but of course we don't want people running up and down and bothering the sound person. Mm-hmm. So we have we basically delegated us. So Liz was the one who was in charge of uh, band welfare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's the contact person. So if the bands want something, they ask Liz first. Mm-hmm. Do we have more beers? Can we get some more food? Where do we put our stuff? You were the uh, the host, the uh, what's that word? Metro D. Like you know, the fancy <laughs> yeah, restaurant. Yeah. yeah? And then if there was something pertaining to like sound or what, it'll be directed to me mm-hmm. so that it just people don't collide with each other. Yeah, nice. Um, we had a lot of people who helped us out that day. Mm-hmm. Um, we had um, fantastic people. Um, yeah, Daniel, Eleonora, Adash, Lauri, Per, Zoran, I'm going to mention their names. Uh, Osama. These are volunteers that do yeah, yeah. Um, ask for help. Some people yeah. also, like some, I mean, those are our friends, and mm. some of them actually went to the show as regular guests and then afterwards came up to us and, like, do you guys need help? Yeah. And I think that's also something that I really appreciate about this scene is like that everyone's so willing to help each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also motivates me to continue this because, I mean, we're mostly doing this for the music scene here, not for ourselves, but because we want this to happen. We want this to, like, we want to give this to people, like, have this music be able to see bands live, to experience bands. I mean, when I was younger, um, living in Germany, I went to a lot of smaller uh, gigs that were organized by people who like, also did a small DIY, not the big fancy concerts. And I just really appreciated this, that people were willing to do this so I could enjoy the, uh, the gig and also could uh, discover new bands. And I know a lot of bands I listened to was because I saw them live. Mm-hmm. So if if this happens now, I mean, I, I just remember after we had the a Blind Machine uh, as supporter for uh, Basel Grave and Angst, I actually re- uh, saw some people with their shirts in Malmö and that made mm-hmm. me really happy because it meant, nice. okay, those people have now discovered a new band because we, uh, like... Uh, we're able to have them as a supporting act. And this made me so happy also for this band. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And aside of this satisfaction, have you ever thought about this as a means of self-employment or something like that? Oh, God, no. Well, that's, I mean, <laughs> no. it would be awesome. But naturally, first and foremost, um, it is a very lucrative industry. It's not an easy industry to run with. And then you have to look at making things affordable and stuff for the audience. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you have to have a balance. You don't want to make a band, uh, an, a, a paying member of the audience, fork out 500 crowns here and there. I mean, mm-hmm. And then we also have to look at the aspect of paying the bands. Mm-hmm. So for us, mostly everything is like plus minus zero. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I think we put out more we put out a, yeah we have put yeah. out a bit more but you know it's such not nice to say i mean it's <laughs> but such a classic but rather <laughs> i i'd rather fork out more um out of, we would rather fork out more out of our own pockets mm-hmm. and make sure that everyone's happy yeah yeah than the, you know beast i mean everyone needs to eat everybody wouldn't mind having a beer and of course we want to also stand for quality um so we have no qualms with that if we were to make this into a full-time thing, of course, we'd have to look at it that, I mean, there are agencies, booking agencies, but they're a lot more corporate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, For sure. 
we don't know if that is the direction we want to take us because we want to be we want to maintain the grassroots perspective mm-hmm. yeah yeah and there's also always this risk like if you depend on this as your income that you sometimes have to do stuff that you do not really mm. want to do and mm-hmm. that you also lose interest and then like like it might actually just ruin the fun in it because right now i think it's a lot of fun and i get a lot out of it in terms of um yeah it it just makes me happy and, and especially if things go well and people mm. show up and bands are happy and audience is happy and like it just feels like something I want to do mm. but if I now have to compromise and be like okay but now I have to book a band that definitely get, generates in entrance and nah I, I don't think I would actually like that mm. too much mm-hmm. if I had to look too much on this uh, so I'm actually quite happy that it's right now we, just we try not to pick yeah. them just because this band is popular we should book them um, sometimes you discover, like, for example, if you take a blind machine, for instance, mm-hmm. um, initially we spoke with, um, Kala, mm-hmm. um, Kala Chlorine, um, he plays in, um, that's his nickname, in, um, Deathening <laughs> and, um, Velta Stellet. Um, we were, like, just, you know, asking, like, hey, we're looking for bands for the young show, and then he basically said, my drummer's playing in this band, you should mm-hmm. check them out. So we actually listened to it, we are like, yeah. This is good, and it was Liz who basically said, you know, this is a band that needs more exposure. Uh-huh. So let's do it, and they were awesome. That's super nice. Yeah. Um, it's always, we're always going to look up for new artists and whatnot. Mm. Uh, emerging, um, I mean, it's of course, it's easy to say, ask a friend's band to play. But we try to keep it, you know, very open when it comes to that. I mean, if you talk about the bands you've booked now for uh, Moshuri Fest, how many of them are we actually friends, friends with, you know? There are acquaintances you meet at gigs and you say hi to. Mm-hmm. Let's but, talk more about Oshari first. Uh, yeah. What's the band? Uh, what is yeah. happening? Well, maybe you can start with uh, you. Let's, you can talk about the bands. You, mm. You're like the Wikipedia of metal. <laughs> That's a bit too much, but mm. um, I mean... Let's let's start with the newest band on our lineup. We have actually uh, asked Katla from uh, Denmark, yeah. um, which ironically was also one of the first bands we asked. But there were some complications in that <laughs> process. What kind of complications? Tell me uh, more. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, do you or should I? Or <laughs> well, um, you can tell the complication. Maybe I can start with how the contact actually started because okay. we were like we should bring in a band from you know, Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. So I wrote to uh, an old good friend of mine, uh, Ulla, he plays in the band um, Upski. Mm-hmm. So I was just like writing him, got any band you could, you know, recommend? And he's like, oh, why don't you ask Katla? I'm in the studio with him right now. The recording. And I was like, serious? And then I asked Liz and she was like, aren't they a bit too big? And <laughs> the fun part was like, I'm like, you sure about this? Yeah, I just asked him. They said, okay. Then we wrote to them, and then... Well, uh, we got a reply, but not from Katla, but from uh, Napalm Events. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, we were basically like, yeah, I don't think we can... Yeah, uh, we, didn't, we didn't get an answer from them, because it, the mail ended up in our spam. <laughs> so we didn't see it until later, and then we were like, okay, 
we may not have the budget for this. Yeah. Mm. Um, we just wrote to them because they were very cordial and all that. And it just so happened that about, yeah, about a couple of months ago now, yeah. six weeks ago, we were in uh, Copenhagen with Ola having drinks. And he was like, hey, you know the band um, I talked to you about? Yeah. The drummer lives here. He's going to join us for a drink right now. So we were just sitting there and we were talking. And then he was like, you know, we still want to play, do this show. So they had some negotiations on their end. And yeah, we got them. Okay, but which... how, how did you navigate the communication with their lab label? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, basically they talked to their... Um, I think it's mostly they're on the booking part mm. of that label. So they talked to their contact person there first and basically stated that they want to do the show more in a DIY fashion. Mm. I think they even renegotiated their whole contract with them. Wow. Because of this show. That's amazing. <laughs> and uh, which makes me also a bit happy because uh, it means, I mean, more power to them, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they live from music or? I partially. Nice. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't really know, but uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, but then uh, after that, it was basically just a formality. It yeah. was like we wrote to uh, their booking agency again. Who were also actually very supportive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were very supportive. Um, Definitely. We got it fixed and it was more like, you know, when you were dealing with a major booking agency, you can't just announce a band name, you need to get confirmation, you know. Wouldn't you a bit of it was slightly bureaucratic, but you know I can also understand their point of view. Yeah. There, there are a corporation; they're doing this as a living, mm -hmm. so they have procedures and of course um, procedures and processes that have to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, understandable. A bit, and so mm. yeah, so we got the confirmation, then we go out with this. That is the the latest band we got. Mm.
Okay, what about the other bands? Mm, you can uh, start how we, which were the first few bands you can... Well, first, uh, we actually, uh, like, obviously, Cutler, the whole discussion was already in the background, but we also asked Dead Sleep, um, mm. which is um, Anna Wagner's band. Okay, yeah, yeah, I so think from Anna is well known. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, we also worked with her already before, however, not as a band member, but as a part of Amplified, who have helped us yes. so much. Yeah. <laughs>
amplified? Could you could you explain well, a little bit? Well, basically, it's a division of Medbury um, Scotland. Yes. Medbury So it's um, a voluntary association. I mean, there's Studio Fremjand, there's RBF, there's Medbury Scotland. Mm-hmm. And Amplified is basically their music division. Okay. And Anna mm-hmm. is the... Um, um, She manages the whole thing, right? For that that particular division, mm, yes. Mm, mm. So um, you can, of course, you know, sign up, be part of it. And they, of course, have access to a budget and all that. Mm-hmm. For to the circles and this kind of thing. Exactly. Yes. And in the case of, you know, just Anna, she's been super helpful in, you know, assisting us with, you know, the PA system, parts of the back line. Um, printing out posters and flyers. That's fantastic. Uh, pointing us in the right direction, being very easy and flexible. Um, she even like was helped us organize a course on uh, live sound, which you also were part of. I was there. <laughs> We were all there together. I was so happy to yeah. be there. Yeah. So uh, Anna is brilliant. Um, she is probably one of the figureheads in the local scene as well. So. It's a joy working with them. Mm. And I also have to kind of credit her for um, doing bookings in the first place yeah. because when I joined FAM, Friendship and Music, she was actually there. Uh-huh. And uh, this is how I basically got into band booking. So it's it's all going full circle now. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. But you were talking about the second band? Dead Sleep. Yeah. yeah. Mm. They're actually the first ones we asked us here. Yeah. I mean, there was already the idea that we should ask Dead Sleep. I mean, no, I mean, they're an amazing band. Anna's mm. been of great help. Um, they don't play that often. So um, it's just only natural. You we were really ha- happy when they said that, yeah, we'll do it. Yep. We were super grateful for that. Lovely. Um, mm. And we also have, um, let's see who else. It's... Uh, We have Volva on the lineup. Uh, we actually asked them to, uh, like we already asked them uh, when Angst was playing here, when we didn't know that Bastard Grave was also, uh, um, like, uh, like they were also available on that date because it's funny for that gig back then they basically wrote to us at, at the, the same, same time, time. Okay. and then they were. Uh, Or, well, I wrote to Angst, but Bastard Grave wrote to us, and then it just happened that they were like available on the, the same, same day. Which uh-huh. was like, brilliant. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> nice. Why not that? So, uh, mm. Volva couldn't, unfortunately, but I was like, I really like this band. Mm. Uh, and uh, I would, like, I saw them at Mama Massacre last year. Uh, it was probably my favorite band at that festival, so it was mm. just like, I kind of want to book them. Mm. <laughs> nice. Um, So I was really happy when they said, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, Whereas um, through Wellington, actually Wellington helped out with that because we didn't know them personally or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So um, we were writing, we were, I was writing with Wellington, like since um, Genome's drummer is also the drummer of Velva. Yeah. Yes. So he was like, yeah, I'll help you ask. Yeah, their game. And we're like, perfect. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, they are... Brilliant. Um, mm. Actually, every band on the lineup is brilliant. Yeah. And um, their latest material, which hasn't been recorded yet, that we've heard live the last time in Maltwerk started, and that was fantastic. Okay. So, 
Yeah, it was only natural that we pick that we picked him. That's amazing. Also, mm-hmm. by the way, shout out to Wellington because uh, he's always so helpful. Hey, Vala. <laughs> <laughs> also plays in Terror 83. He plays in Terror 83. He, he plays, plays in Genome. In... He plays in... Um, Remiso. 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 Yeah, exactly, exactly. Probably more bands that he has... Well, I would define them as black and crust. I mean, they play a very hardcore, crusty mm. punk, but they have elements of black metal in as well. Um, mm. It started, the story about Ruddeck is actually quite amusing. Okay. Hey, Sebastian, Khaled, Jonathan. <laughs> Um, if all the people that you are saying hello to yeah. listen to the show, yeah, we are going to have a great audience. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, what happened was the whole rut egg story is actually quite funny because I've heard of them. Um, I know Wellington said that they're a very good band, but the first experience was when we played in Helsingborg with my 
band Nature I lived in Helsingborg. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Sebastian, the drummer, approached us. Uh, he came up to me and he was like, "Yeah, my aunt watched you watched you play in Malmo and told me I should come watch you here." Oh my god! So yeah. that's why I'm yeah, here. So we started talking. And then he said he played in a band as well, and we checked that it was actually pretty damn good. Uh, the Machinist, if I'm not wrong, that's the name of the album. And then we had a show together in um, Malmö, Messing's Hornet. And this was there as well. Um, and you listen to it, the, um, the cacophony they create, like, this is a very good band. I mean, even though we are thinking metal, this is a good bridge between, mm-hmm. you know, punk and metal.
it's heavy, it's got some nice elements of black, even death. Um, why not have a band like that? Okay. I mean, well, Helsingborg is, you know, part of the Sunds region. Mm. So we asked them and they were very happy. It's so nice. they're a very good band. They've played with Terra 83 as well um, and with Uraukta. Amazing. Yeah. You have a super complete lineup. Yeah. Mm. There's more. There are two more we haven't yeah. mentioned. Can you mention these two? Of course. I mean, they're all on the poster. Okay, but okay. I'm letting this. Uh, mm. Yeah. And then we also have Yarnbird. Um, nice. Actually, I booked them before at Plan B. They're pretty for, active. Yeah, mm. yeah. And uh, I mean, I've seen them live at least three or four times, and they were always amazing. Mm. So. Um, when we talked to them, I think casually at some of we one spoke of with Don. Uh, yeah. We were at Medley. They played on a Tuesday. Mm. Um, so we just went there. We, they were playing. It was them, Gasp, and Static Confusion. Mm -hmm. All three great bands. And yeah. um, we just went up casually and spoke to Don. If he'd be interested in playing for one of our shows, we weren't too sure exactly how the lineup because we. For the ninth, there were a lot of bands involved, so it was not. You know, it was you know, trying to sort it out, trying to have a good mix and balance. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dan was like, "Yeah, sure." And I was like, "Shall we ask them?" And yeah, nice. Yes. Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're great. I don't listen to grindcore. I don't like grindcore very. Uh, I love Yanbird. Mm. Yeah, I love them too. I want to interview them for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 that maybe they go more for purism or something like this do you know what I mean so for example there would be other bookers that say no 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 we are booking a hardcore concert or we are booking a debate kind of gig but but you don't think like that you you want to have a balance mm. I mean I guess it depends on the event it depends on I the mean, scenario yeah for for this I mean it was also supposed to be like a fest that basically represents what we want like to spread and like it sounds weird but yeah you know, I, i'm not good yeah, but it's, it's, <laughs> yeah of course yeah. yeah like it just should be a broad representation of what we as archery want to do like what type of bands and what like genres uh, so we were like okay for this we want to have like a more broad 
spectrum. And we had gigs before that were like the first gig was a punk gig. And first then, two actually. Yeah, the first two were actually pure punk gigs, and then. Uh, yeah, so I wouldn't mind doing, for example, also like a very much. As I said, we can also. I wouldn't mind doing a complete black or death metal mm-hmm. gig mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, if we find bands that mm-hmm. are into this, and some bands might actually. I mean, to be fair, there might also bands that are like we would rather play with bands that have like a similar style. Yeah. Uh, though I have to say. I wouldn't necessarily focus too much on genre here, rather atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, if you look at like a melodic death metal band or like a very raw death metal band, um, I think the raw death metal band would probably fit better with a black metal band that has a similar atmosphere mm-hmm. than the melodic death metal band. Like it might not necessarily work together, mm-hmm. but more with different genres that have a very close atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's the atmosphere that was the pivotal point for this particular show because, I mean, yeah, we could have all been even more broad. We could have had, you know, power metal, mm-hmm. for example, and I love that stuff, mm-hmm. but it just wouldn't sit with the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, same goes, I mean, every band that pl- is playing right now, a lot of them even have some punk roots. Dead Sleep is a bit punky. Red Tag is a bit punky. Um, Volva has some Crust and um, Yarnbird has some of that. Um, and at the same time, they're all a bit on the darker side. None of them play super polished metal. I mean, mm-hmm. we had a couple of bands that, were, I mean, not couples, quite a number. There was one particular band that we really liked, especially me. Uh, won't mention that we're playing, how do you say, um, gr- modern melodic death with groove metal with a lot of electronics into them okay. incorporated mm-hmm. very sh- like think you know classic video game music okay. and i actually really liked it but we were like it wouldn't be a good fit here. No. it just would be you know a band that would feel out of place yeah and of course it's certainly someone uh, a group that we would like to work with in the near future but for this particular one everything had to fit a certain atmosphere mm-hmm. it has to be broad but atmosphere mm-hmm. like you should like you said, um, a death metal, a raw death metal band and a black metal band would work. Okay. Same way you couldn't really get a symphonic, you know, black metal band playing with, you know, grindcore. That wouldn't mm. fit either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the band uh, around in Apple these then? Mm-hmm. It's actually a very new band. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they have anything officially released. No. Yeah. You've heard their stuff, though. You've heard that stuff. <laughs> How uh, have you heard this stuff? It's yeah. a virulentum. It's a death doom, doom death. Yeah. Uh, well, which is one of my... Uh, yeah, this is like my thing. So I was like very happy when I heard that. Okay. <laughs> um...
and uh, yeah, this is their first gig. Is so they're gig? from Malmö, yeah. Also, mm. okay. Yeah, it's actually quite interesting because they wrote to us all, and because they were supposed to play along with them, um, Faceless Burial, mm. in Teramo and Mortuous at mm. NGBG, but they couldn't, they didn't do that show. So they wrote to us, and we were like having messages and mails left, right, center. And we already were waiting for replies from certain bands. Mm. Um, we were like, yeah. Um, we were, we want, of course, if we could, and we had the capacity and the time, we would say yes to everyone. Yeah. You know, like a 10-day festival. <laughs> you know, nobody needs to sleep for 10 days. We would, we would do that if we could, but mm. this was a bit more difficult. Um, so we were writing to them, and it's actually uh, Nico. He plays uh, in Searcher. And he plays in Hervan. He, he's the guy who handles the noise in oh, Searcher. Okay. Um, I think he plays drums in Hervan. Okay. So he's played a bit of London. So mm-hmm. we, we just asked, like, could you send some material over, some demos? And we were very impressed. Um, we expected, you know, raw death metal. We got raw doom death and very well played. I mean, for a demo, that was actually very good quality. I mean, sound... Messick as well, um, sound Messick, English, um, you know, um, the audio perspective, it was really well played, um, it's got a very good atmosphere, long, long tracks, I got some old Rune Magic vibes from the... Wow, nice, okay, nice. And again, it's a band that is new, and more people should listen to Mm-hmm. Just ho- really looking forward to their release. Okay. Okay. So nice. that's the um. That were we had like I said we had we were thinking, four five uh, five maybe six bands and yeah. That's great. And we were speaking before about these um, invisible tasks, uh, mm-hmm. things that are necessary to do in order to book a show. Um, what else could we talk about? How about um, the sleeping for the bands? Uh, this is a thing that you also manage. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, well, we had some bands stay yeah, over. If I'd... Luckily, we have the space. Um, not at my place. My place is tiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless they uh, want to sleep on top of each other, that would well, not be an option. I am the Paris Hilton of heavy metal, so <laughs> Milton Hotel. Hotel Milton. So, um, no. I mean, the first time this happened was when we had those two, two Norwegian punk bands that played for us, Fork and Gatamia. Mm-hmm. Um, they needed a place to stay. So I had two bands stay at mine. Seven Norwegians in my apartment. And that actually worked out. We were like, this worked, this is awesome. And Angst stayed over at mine as well. Even there, there's some logistics. Because yeah. if they're staying... Um, I have a very large sofa with, you know, bed capabilities. I have uh, usually, I have a tendency to speak with different people to get stuff. Like, we usually talk to um, Annie from Uarta. Hey, Annie. <laughs> who lends us her inflatable mattress. Nice. Um, my godmother has also provided an inflatable mattress. Okay. I've also had other friends provide a um, fold-open bed. So, beds can, um, Anja, Lina and Simon, they've also lent us. Yeah. inflatable mattresses so those things can be arranged mm-hmm. um, yeah and there is room I mean we've squeezed in seven people into seven yeah. beds almost into my 
living room and it wasn't like you know tight or anything like that. Mm. It's interesting with the DIY shows because you you yeah. finally share everything with them. You invite yeah. them to your personal space. Mm. You at the same at the at the following day have breakfast all together. Yeah. Uh, we also ask, we do that. I mean, if they're on the road, sometimes they don't have, they're too tired to have breakfast. Or like, mm -hmm. all right, it's a long journey. I don't want to fill my stomach before that. <laughs> As I, we wake up, we fix the coffee. Um, um, breakfast, so far, the only, there's only been one band we've actually provided breakfast for one. Oh, it's two bands. The Norwegian bands, Fork and Gatamia. Mm -hmm. The rest were like, coffee's fine. We've got a long journey in front of us, so... Okay. But we've always asked straight up, is our accommodations necessary? Mm. Yeah, so now we make the arrangements otherwise. And um, it's actually quite nice. I mean, we even tell them, like, if you want PlayStation, I've got a PlayStation 5, <laughs> a Nintendo Switch, we can plug those in. Mm. Um, when Emasculator was there, was Fold and Zainab and Umay were like, we see you've got a very nice collection of games. We haven't played this. And we were like, all right, when we come back tonight, we'll all play a bit and have a few drinks, but everyone was too tired. <laughs> so it's it's nice, actually. What would you say is your favorite thing of organizing gigs? <laughs> mm. oh, it's so difficult to answer. I don't know. It really depends from gig to gig, but I think... Just when everything, when you just realize, okay, now everything is fine, everything's gonna work out, mm -hmm. and you just see the first band play, and everything, everyone seems happy, and there are mm -hmm. people there, and just this feeling that, oh, this is nice. I, I think that's that's my favorite part because when you see people, like as I said before, the bands are happy, the audience is happy, then I'm happy, and then I'm like, yeah, and the people there, <gasps> also the people that we are working with, the. Like for example, NGBG, they're fantastic stuff. Mm -hmm, Peddlers, yeah. they're fantastic stuff. Messing's one of great stuff. Um, our volunteers who help us out and um, are the bread and butter of a lot of our activities. Mm. Up until the point that Liz just commented, uh, when you see that everybody's happy, yeah. just before that, uh, would you say that you get stressed? That's only natural. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes things don't go according to plan like you know people are answering mails or text messages and we follow i mean liz especially is very structured i'm a bit more on the chaotic side but even i can get stressed out um when like this is not working that's not working all right there are solutions but of course we also have to look at feasible solutions they take time and energy mm -hmm. and they can cost like um for example okay i'm gonna cook for everyone today not enough food. That can be fixed. You run to the shop, you buy something. Mm. But what if it's a situation like, um, yeah, there is food, but a couple of people are allergic and you did not know about the allergies. We haven't had a situation like that, mm. thankfully. <laughs> so we always ask and we're very particular about um, what everyone wants to eat. Mm. So we... Just it's to be as accommodating as possible. Mm. Yeah. And what would you say is the hardest or the the things that do maybe like the less the least or the most difficult thing? I think we may have differing opinions, but I think the most difficult thing for me so far is when things aren't following according to schedule. Um, and we, this is not even about the day of the gig itself. It's mm -hmm. about the planning phase before that. Like all right. Two weeks left, 
final ban hasn't confirmed. For example, or um, this is not done yet. We don't have a sound person, or the sound person has fallen sick, or um, the, um there's a delay, or there's a no back line. If stuff like this were to happen, it hasn't mm-hmm. happened, but. It can, I mean, if we look at um, the Angst gig, for example, mm. Angst were bringing their back line. Mm-hmm. And Angst got delayed on the trip back. For, they were driving from Finland. I mean, they mm-hmm. took the boat from Finland to Stockholm and they drove to Malmö. Mm-hmm. And they got delayed by a couple of hours. So we couldn't do sound check. Of course, it, it was resolved in the end. But be fair for that gig we planned in a lot of time yeah we planned in a lot of time <laughs> so, yeah but can we happen. had already like been preparing like a couple of days beforehand on the day itself we were there already like five six hours before anything we were there at 12 or no 11 30. also because you had to organize a lot of things um yeah. because it was outdoors yeah yeah outdoors is a lot more work um i, I think that is also part of my least favorite thing is like the weather. Like, having to rely on the weather uh, at outdoor gigs, like, I, I just, rem- I mean, right now I'm just checking the weather every day, how it's gonna be on the 9th, <laughs> like, okay, what's the forecast now, what's the forecast now, I mean, you, this is not even something I can change, but I just feel like I want to know what I'm getting into. Yeah, but absolutely. It's, 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 like this this uncertainty of something you cannot actually control that you basically rely on because of the weather is complete shite um <laughs> yeah yeah like, like yeah, yeah i understand i wanted to ask you so in ossuary fest some things that are not music are going to happen as well yes besides yes. music well what else is going to happen well we have a few um artists that we know or know of, that we asked if they want to like display their stuff and uh, maybe even sell their stuff. Um, so they're gonna be there. I don't think we've officially announced all of them, but I what kind of artists? I I've seen that you have announced uh, some jewelry. Exactly. So we have uh, actually uh, someone we uh, like a friend of ours. Uh, we didn't know that she did this we just discovered this by accident <laughs> um we're like well this this looks actually really good should we just ask her if she wants to be there because the initial idea of Oshri fest was not just to be about music but to be about like culture yeah. in general like yeah. not only have bands but also have artists um food which hopefully will work out because okay. uh, I mean if there are six bands playing uh, people might get hungry in between mm-hmm. um, so hopefully there will be some food um, lovely we're gonna mm. talk to some people about that again get the um, confirmation tomorrow yeah. evening yeah nice um, mm. so that's also gonna happen and uh, tattoo <laughs> Yeah, that one we will. We are going to be having a tattoo artist. Really? Um, can can you do this with the hygienic? That is. I'm also going to get a confirmation on okay. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, for hygiene reasons. I need to double check on of that. Of course. But, but the idea is this is um, as Silas has mentioned, it's not just bands playing. We want to have different activities. Yeah. And to feel like a mini festival, you know. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, yeah. Tattoos, food, 
um, Andrew BG has contacts with a lot of people who would be willing to sell um, you know, a variety of different food dishes and that would be great. Like you mentioned, people mm-hmm. get hungry mm-hmm. during the show. Yeah. yeah. And we have also a few artists. Mm. Um, already mentioned uh, the first one that we announced yeah. today. And the other one, because I know this podcast isn't going out until a couple of days, yeah. is also someone that I got to know through Annie from Uarta. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Evie and she basically makes, um, she uses bones and dolls to make some pretty dark um, um, sculptures. I, w- I wouldn't call it sculptures per se. Um, yeah, okay. it's you. actually different stuff. It's very different stuff. It's very brilliant. It's. But, I mean, we've seen some of her stuff, uh, so we're like, this looks actually really cool. That's great. Like this. But the bone sculptures goes super well with, with your name, Oshwari. Yeah. yeah. That's perfect. Wow, nice, nice. She uses the old dolls and... Um, Amazing. So... Okay. Uh, looking forward to the fest to happen. Are you um, also going to display your stuff, Maria? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. uh, people can follow Oshari's um, Insta and also Facebook, Facebook pages. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So they can hear mm-hmm. everything that mm-hmm. you have to mm-hmm. announce. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for being here have today. Fun. Thank you very much for thank being you. here and super looking forward to it. Os entrado en la casa de la bomba todos los jueves de 7 a 8 en radioela.org. I say, baby,